to the show and thank you for listening. Uh, we have Alicia Vigil of Vigil of War and of Dragon Force coming up soon. Uh, but before we get to the interview, if you enjoy these interviews, if you could do one of three things to help me out. The first thing is very easy. is just subscribe to the show, preferably on YouTube. Uh, but you can also subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify or however you listen. Uh, the second thing you can do is to share the show on social media, either the YouTube link, Facebook page, my website, or an episode link. And uh, finally, the third thing, if you have a little bit more time, if you could write me a review on Apple Podcasts, that would help me out quite a bit. Uh, and if you've already done one of those things or all those things, then thank you. You rock. I appreciate you. Uh, now then, we've got a great show for you today really exciting new band uh they've been around actually for a few years but they're new to me vigil of war and i'm trying to remember who recommended them to me i thought it was joyous wolf or of limbo uh but i checked and i don't think it was one of them so i'm not sure so in my old age i've forgotten how i found this band but man they are good uh bite the bullet is a great song stitch me up spoon fed live wire so many good songs and also they have a really cool look and really neat logo and merchandise. Uh, although Alicia tells me their style may be changing a little bit. Uh, they've got some new music coming out that I'm excited for. So if you're a fan of the band, I think you're gonna enjoy this interview because I try to cover some stuff that's not talked about in the other interviews Alicia has done. And if you're not a fan of the band, well then hopefully you're gonna be convinced by the end of this episode. So a lot of fun stuff, we're gonna cover it all. And here we go. Please welcome Alicia, Alicia Vigil. I made sure I said it right, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's cool. People butcher, butcher my name all the time. Really? So. What have you got? Have you gotten like Alicia or Virgil? Alicia, or? Virgil. I'm like, there's no R in there. <laughs> I think the correct Spanish way to say it is like Vahil. So depending on where oh. you are, some people say Vahil, which, you know, isn't technically incorrect. But yeah, we say Alicia Vigil. So Okay. I got it. <laughs> Your bands yeah. are Vigil of War and Dragon Force. Yeah. Now, are you an official member of Dragon Force? Because I think it has you listed as a touring member, but that's been a while, right? Yeah, it's been a couple of years now. We were basically COVID kind of messed things up. Um, I am an official member. Like if you go on the website, you will okay. see me listed as a member. Um, just unfortunately <laughs> with COVID, the announcement was kind of just not really officially made, but yeah, it's okay. been really great to, you know, be a part of it. And I hope that we can get back to it pretty soon. So yeah. Cause now they're, they're based in the UK, correct? That's where they originated. We're kind of honestly spread out. So, um, we've got a couple of members in the UK, we got our drummer in Italy and then me and Herman, um, are here. So, oh, okay. so kind of all over the place. Awesome. Yeah. So you, you, you were in some other bands before the two big ones that you're in now was your first band. Was it bad wolf? Is that what it was called? Oh my gosh. I can't believe you dug that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So tell me about that band. Did you didn't sing in that one though, right? No, that was my first time actually playing bass in a band. So I kind of started out playing guitar mostly. Um, and I had only barely just started kind of messing around with bass and uh yeah battle of they're just a group of friends um i've known them for a while and they were like hey we need a bass player can you just fill in for some shows you know mm -hmm. i'm like well this will be cool to like you know get some experience playing bass and you know they're really sweet people so yeah it's kind of i got my first <laughs> little taste of 
you know, how it feels to play bass. And then I just kind of just kept going from there. I loved it. Right. But it was originally guitar that you wanted to do, right? It was Sinister Gates playing the solo on the coffin. That's what like made you go, (laughs) okay, I want to do music. So did you have a favorite bass player that you really looked up to? I always go to Jeff Howard from The Used. I think he is a super underrated bass player. Um, Just phenomenal. Like his bass lines are freaking awesome. Uh, So he's one of my big ones. Duff McKagan, I love. I was going to say, yeah, because I I see some (laughs) similar or I hear some similarities with those with that one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I started learning bass from um, also the Strokes. Like, yeah, that, oh, that's right. Simple, yeah, yeah. But like, you know, some like groovy bass lines. So Nikolai from the Strokes is another one. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so besides music, I didn't know this, that um, when I reached out to you and then I started doing research, but you had actually done some acting and some modeling too, right? <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, uh, that's, I guess I always knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I just didn't realize until obviously I got obsessed with music that that's kind of where I wanted to go but originally yeah I wanted to do acting um so I started when I was about seven um because my mom was kind of dabbling with a little bit of acting and I wanted I was like oh that looks fun I want to do that so I did that for quite a few years and it was a lot of fun I definitely enjoyed it when I was doing it but once you know music took over. That's kind of what, yeah. Yeah. Everything. (laughs) Yeah. But so you did do this movie in 2007 called, uh, was it dead right Mm -hmm. with Rachel Hunter? Now she's like a huge supermodel and married to Rod Stewart for a while, like really famous. Now, did you, did she give you any advice or did you learn anything from working with her? I don't know if you actually got to work directly with her, but we weren't. So basically I played the younger version of her in the movie. So, I mean, I did meet her, um, but we weren't obviously in any scenes together, but she was just super sweet. I mean, yeah, it was, it was crazy because it was a really small movie, but there was a lot of huge names like Tippi Hedren from Birds. Right. Um, yeah. Rachel Hunter. Robert Pine was my dad. Um, it was, yeah, it was super cool because, you know, it was, I remember it was the first time I had to cry on cue. Can you do that? <laughs> Um, not now, but as a kid pursuing acting, I definitely learned, I think I brought pictures of my cat that passed away and I think oh. I made myself cry that way, wow. but yeah, it was a really cool experience. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well you did. And then you did recently an episode of paradise city on him. So you're still kind of doing some, you're dabbling a little bit. I mean, you play like a bass player, so it's not a huge stretch, right? Or yeah. you play a guitar player <laughs> or something, right? Yeah. And that, I literally just played bass, um, with, Funny enough, my former bandmate, uh, Nita Strauss, Oh, it was just a quick scene and we didn't even know until like the day before we're like, wait, we're both in the same band for this tomorrow. Wait, what? And Ash, who, you know, is the creator of the show. He didn't even realize that we had ever even played before. Wait, which band were, I know that you, uh, you're friends with Nita Strauss and you guys met, which band were you guys in together? We were in a band called We Start Wars, which is like oh, an okay. all-girl metal band. We only had one show. We were banned for like probably like a year and a half, like behind the scenes and, you know, recorded and practiced a lot. But we only ended up doing one show. So, Okay. I thought that was like the first incarnation of Vigil of War. But no, that was a totally separate band. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So then the other band they were in was She Demons. So tell me about this band because this was with um, uh, the girl from Jerry Only from Misfits, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So Jerry Only, um, yeah, from the Misfits wanted to create an all-girl band. So I mean, what a surreal experience it was. You know, I just overnight my life really changed. I was working in retail and then just get a call out of the blue from Jerry Only. Um, saying, Hey, you know, want to start the scroll band with me. And, you know, then it just overnight, just boom, 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 went off, like started writing stuff and flew to New Jersey after like a month or two, um, with the, the first lineup of the band. And I had just met, um, my girl Kiki Wongo, who plays with me now in Vigil of War. Mm-hmm. I literally had just met her like maybe two weeks prior to that phone call. And at the time, I really didn't know that many female musicians. I was very green to, you know, living out on my own. And like, I was 18. So, you know, I really didn't know that many people. I just knew that she played guitar. I was like, oh, that's cool. So when he was asking, do you know any girl guitarists? I was like, well, I know one. I don't really never heard her play, but she seems really cool. And so it's just funny how things work out, you know, like everything kind of lines up. But yeah, we got to do... A lot of cool stuff. Um, You toured with the Misfits, right? Yeah. Yeah. We toured with the Misfits all across the States and Canada. It was incredible. (laughs) Yeah. So I know. And then that band there, you don't have to go into detail, but I know there were some contract issues or whatever. So, but you know, I'm all about like learning from mistakes. So if you look at that band and cause you said that you quit your job for this, like you put your heart and soul. And so I'm always fascinated when somebody does that. I think that's so admirable, but then it's like, if it didn't, why do you think it didn't happen? Like, was it the contract issues or was it something else? Cause it seems like you, you, it wasn't lack of effort on your part. Yeah. I mean, you know, the music industry is pretty complex, so, you know, it's, it's all learning experience, like you said. So, uh, you know, it was all about just the contract and unfortunately it just wasn't going to move forward. And then, you know, on top of it, the, the misfits, we didn't realize I, it must have been in the very early stages of them probably reuniting. So oh. I'm sure that probably was a factor. Like Jerry's going to be super busy with that. So, right. you know, to take on us on top of like, you know, negotiating contract that was not going to be happening, then, you know, I think that's kind of what happened. But in the end, you know, I'm super grateful for everything that we got to do. And it was an incredible experience. And it was because of that that I ended up starting my own band. So even though I was super heartbroken and <laughs> depressed for a long time, like <laughs> it wasn't too much later that I, you know, formed Vigil of War. And it's been, yeah. Yeah. So, so you you form you put Vigil of War together and then um, explain the story because there was this other band, the, was it the Barbed Wire Dolls that were doing a resin, residency and they asked you to open for them, but that's at this point, you didn't really have a band. So you kind of had to like start one, right? Yeah. I had one. I knew that I was kind of like already dabbling with starting my own thing. I had one song that I had recorded, which was bite the bullet. And I didn't have anything else. I didn't have any bandmates or any clue what I was actually doing. No band name. But when they had, you know, messaged me saying, hey, I knew that you were going to try to start your own band or something. Are you you ready? We have this residency in six weeks. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're totally ready. <laughs> I was like, sometimes you have to just say yes and figure it out. And that's what happened. And right? yeah, just ended up writing the rest of the set. It's like sometimes I, I feel like I'm one of those people that needs like 
five or like some kind of fire to like, you know, light underneath you to like get things going. So it was. So having that deadline, you're like, I've got six weeks to put a band together and you had to write songs, have a band name, find the musicians, rehearse all this stuff. And didn't you even get merch by that time? Merch too, like logos. (laughs) No. So was originally, was it that vigil of war, that cool logo with the skull and the, uh, the, the daggers and all that, you had that in six weeks. That was our first piece of, yeah, luckily, I mean, I have a great friend, uh, Richard Villa third, who has, I've worked with him for many, many years. So he does, he did stuff for actually she demons as well. And, um, also black Bell brides, like that's, you know, one of his main oh, okay. bands that he does stuff for, which I had worked a lot with as well. So, um, yeah, he luckily really helped me out with, you know, that whole, you know, area. So that's cool. Yeah, that and was then, our first piece of art, which was awesome. It's still one of my favorites. No, it's really cool. Yeah. So then you said, cause I heard you say that Shane, uh, your guitar player, he writes a lot of the music, but did in the initially, was it just all, was it you writing everything? It was me writing everything in the very beginning. And now it's kind of me and Shane. Um, but yeah, he's like in the last year or so he's really stepped up like during COVID, like he's just put on his engineer producer hat and like coming up with all kinds of cool stuff that, you know, he's really grown a lot. It's, it's pretty cool to see. So this new EP that we have coming out called reap what you sow Mm. is, um, yeah, it's very heavily sugar Shane, Shaneified. So it's, I'm very excited to be. Have you, or are the, some of the singles that are out now going to be on that EP or is this uh, totally new songs or both? Both. Okay. So we have spoon fed and vultures that it will be on the EP and then a collection of others. So some other songs, it's okay. almost an album, but like, yeah, how I'm many still calling it an EP? How many songs is it? I'll, 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 you'll have to figure it out. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I don't want to skip too much away yet. Okay. I'm ex- well, I'm excited. Yeah, I like what I've heard so far. So tell me about the other, so it's you and Shane and then tell me about the other band members. Um, uh, the, the, sorry, the, uh, what's her name? The girl, uh, Kiki, other, Kiki uh, the other yes. guitar player. She's phenomenal. Yeah. She's, she's my girl. And she, we've been, you know, she's like my sister for the past almost seven years now. Um, you know, we've been through the ringer together all over the world. And, you know, it's just so cool. Cause, um, it's funny because she was actually the first person I'd asked to join vigil of war. And she was on that first recording with me for bite the bullet. Hmm. Um, but you know, after she demons ended, you know, all five of us were really pretty, pretty down and, you know, kind of at one point, all five of us had quit music for at least a short period, Mm. but now all five of us are doing it again. But anyway, she was like, you know, I can't do music. I really, I can't do it. Like, you know, I'm like debt because of the band and I just, my heart isn't in it anymore. Like I, you know, once you get burned too many times, it's like, it's, it's hard to get back up on the horse, you know? And so she initially had said no to being in the band. Um, and it wasn't until we had a UK tour in 2019 that mm. was already booked. And our guitar player at the time um, wasn't able to go on it um, because mm. he couldn't get off work. 
and it was really stressful. We're like, oh man, we need to find someone to fill in. So I called Kiki. I'm like, I know you don't want to do music anymore. I know, but this is just filling in for two weeks. Like, would you, would you do this? And she, she even said, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to think about it. (laughs) I, I really don't know that I can, can do it, you know, and her parents did not approve of her doing music anymore either at the time. Um, so it was really hard, but then she came back and said, okay, you know, if it's just filling in, I'll do it. You know, and she was also sober for the first time, um, you know, to tour. So she's never toured Mm. sober before. So she was a little nervous about it, but it ended up being amazing. And she just had a complete 180, like, wow, I didn't realize how much I needed music in my life because, you know, like I, I've had a blast. And so she's been in the band ever since. And of course, you know, in the last year, she's just completely blown up. I'm so proud of her. You know, she's done all her guitar videos on TikTok and Instagram. And, and she has another band too that she uh, fronts, I believe, right? Mm, or she not just... at the moment, no. Wait, what was the other, wasn't she in another band or no? This is it. This is her full thing. Yeah, this is, she's just in Vigil of War. Okay. She, I mean, she's, she's pretty much her own, you know, she's built her own brand by now for sure. Because okay. she's, you know. <laughs> what about your drummer? He's really good too. Like in the videos, like, cause I always find, I think rock drummers are so underrated because how they play so fast. I mean, he's playing yeah. a, you know, I, I think that's a, that's a tough skill to learn. Yeah, I I am not a drummer, so <laughs> I respect drummers because it is hard to do multiple things at once. Like you know, two things at once. Like my hands, I could do it, but right. when to involve the feet, it's like pff, out the window. But yeah, Kyle's a beast. Um, we've been very lucky in the drummer department um, through Vigil of War. But yeah, Kyle Brian Abbott. Um, we just we had actually found through um, Barbwire Dolls, like when mm. they had their their other side band, Prince of Lilies, um, Kyle was drumming for them a little bit. So we went to kind of scout them and, you know, I knew that Isis and Penn were moving back to Greece. So he would, he was going to be open to possibly maybe hopefully joining some other bands and it just worked out. And Hmm. it's just funny because he's been in the band almost two years, but we haven't even played with him yet because of COVID. (sighs) So We've done a lot with Kyle. We've recorded a whole record and, you know, um, done some music videos and rehearsed a ton, but I'm excited to finally start playing some shows with Kyle too. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> now the, yeah. well, there was a time, I don't know if you are you, you're not still working at the Viper room, right? But there was a time that you worked at the Viper room, right? On the side. Yeah, Very briefly. I worked there for a couple months. Oh, a couple so months. But, yeah. So what was, what was that drummer. like working there? Because you must have seen some really cool shows or seen some high rollers coming in and out of there or some neat, like up and coming bands. Um, yeah, I mean, it was chaotic, Really, it was, it was a lot of fun, but, uh, yeah, our she demons drummer, Jessica, uh, Goodwin, she's the one who hooked me up there. Cause she bartended there for years. So she was able to get me like, just like a bar back you know, cocktail waitress type thing, which is funny because the room is like not big at all. It's like right. the size of my kitchen almost, you know what I mean? And I'm like, why do like people could walk 10 feet to the bar. I don't need to go around and ask people if they need a drink, but <laughs> it was, it was fun, you know? Um, 
Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> that's a cool one. So well, let's talk uh, some of the songs. So Bite the Bullet. I think that's like, that's one of the best songs. And that you said that was one of the first songs that you wrote. Yeah, that was the very first one. Yeah, the music <laughs> video is really cool. I love the... Um, the mic stand. That is the coolest mic stand I've ever seen. Now, I know it's not PC to say this, but I love guns and I think guns are so cool. So a gun mic stand, <laughs> it's so badass. Now, do you do you like guns or are you using the, the gun mic stand as like is an ironic thing or explain like the imagery with that? Because I think it looks cool. Right. Yeah. No, it's funny because I actually, yeah, I totally don't want people to think I'm like pro war, pro <laughs> guns and everything. It's just the imagery of the band, you know, we are vigil of war and like, you know, it just stands for kind of being at war with everything you have to deal with in life, you know, like all the hardships and, you know, or against that kind of thing. So even though we have very strong imagery, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> more Richard like a metaphor. One, it's um, not a real gun. So yeah, cause I wonder if people not. get mad. I mean, especially in the LA area, I mean, it's not so PC. So I'm wondering if like people get like, Hey, what is all this like gun and war stuff? And, but it's more like a metaphor. Yeah, it's definitely a metaphor. Surprisingly, we haven't had too many problems with it. I thought for sure, like carrying it into like, you know, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah. You're carrying this like gun mic stand. And then, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you just gotta, I, 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 carry it as a full piece when smart, I have smart. to play into, you know, so that they can see it's not just, I'm carrying this machine gun, but right. yeah, I actually have a new, a brand new mic stand that I'll be premiering soon. So I'm very excited for that. So Is it's it, going to go with the new EP cycle. Okay. Is it, I can't give anything. You can't away, give any away. Oh, damn it. Yeah. But, but that mic have a new, so okay. the, the, the gun is being retired. Um, you won't be seeing that again unless it's like just Easter eggs and, you know, okay. feature pieces. But yeah, we have a new mic stand now. So okay. I'm excited for that. That's cool. Well, I love that song. I love um, Stitch Me Up. That is a good song. All your songs are so catchy. That one's almost, I want to say it's like almost kind of like a ballad, but not really like mm-hmm. kind of teases it a little bit. And then, but it's, it's another one that's really hooky and then spoon fed another catchy hooky song. What are your favorite ones to play? I mean, I think Bite the Bullet is always my favorite because that's the one we end with and I can just run around. That's at that point of the, the, the set that, you know, I give my bass to either Shane or Kiki and I can just run around, be mm. a singer and just I scream and jump on thing. It's 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 always the most energetic, like fun one. But I, I think some of the new ones on this EP have been really fun to play, too. So. Yeah. So Vultures, your latest song, it has like kind of like an 80s metal guitar with a slow build and then another, a great hook comes in. That one is really good. So that's kind of what the new EP is going to sound like, more of that stuff? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know how to describe. I mean, I think that all of the song, like Spoonfed, Vultures and the others all definitely have a certain vibe to it. So if you can listen to those two and kind of get the the gist of, you know, that feeling, then yeah. Yeah. Cause you guys have, it's a little bit of an eighties metal feel with also with like a lot of punk and just, yeah. I don't even know. I mean, it's, it's a good eclectic mix that I think will appeal to a, a variety of people. Not, you know, I think eighties metal, metal people will like it, but I also think punk people will like it. I think indie rock fans will love it. And so, I mean, is that kind of what you see with your crowds and your fans? Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's always been what I've wanted to do with us is, you know, 
not put us in just a box of like, all right, we're a pop band, you know, like mm-hmm. we have to write every punk song. Like I just love, we love all types of different music, you know? So yeah, I grew up listening to classic rock, punk, you know, metal, reggae, pop, new wave. So like, you know, you can kind of definitely hear all of our influences in there. Mm-hmm. I always, my go-to to, you know, is Billy Idol to say like, I don't think we sound anything like Billy, but you know, I love that he does that. You know, he has Steve mm-hmm. Stevens ripping it on guitar and these metal badass solos, but it's very punk driven, but also has pop hooks. Yes. Like I'm all about melody. So I think that's what I'm trying to do with us and not limit us to, you know, Hey, this song's going to be more, you know, like a ballad and, you know, more maybe alternative this one, but the next one will be more punk. Like it's just fun to have, you know, every get to do it all. So, you know, right. <laughs> and then, so with dragon force with your other uh, band, I mean, that's more, that's more like in a box, like it's power speed metal, right? It's, and that's a different style of music yeah. than, than you're used to. And so I heard you saying they were practicing eight to nine hours a day to prep for this band. Is that, that seems like a lot, like how much would you, time would you usually spend practicing music? It was definitely the most I've ever. Yeah. But it's the same thing when you have a deadline. I, it's like, I, oh. you know, a crunch, like and at that point I was still even kind of auditioning. And then I had like a few weeks till the actual tour. Once I knew that I got the position, it was just, I, like you said, I'd never played anything like that before, you know, power mm-hmm. metal is not my background. So I really didn't think when I was auditioning that I was going to get the gig because it is pretty tough. It's not, you know, people think, wow, you're a dragon force. You must be going like, you know, like I'm not doing like, that's mostly guitars, but it's still very fast and very, you know, a lot harder than I've ever had to play. And um, there's definitely some technical things that I've had to kind of. Yeah. Cause you use a pick. Up my arm. Yeah. You, know? you use a pick with bass, right. And that, mm-hmm. is that how many bass players use a pick? Do, is, do most just use their fingers, right? I wouldn't even say most. I think nowadays it's, it's a lot. Of, there's a lot of, you know, bass players that use pick. And I mean, Fred, who is the bass player of Dragon Force for many years before I was in the band used to pick as well. So, mm. you know, it's not that uncommon, especially when you're playing 200 BPM songs. So, <laughs> yeah, because with the faster, it's it's easier with the pick. I, I would assume that would be a lot harder to just, or I don't know. I mean, I guess I play guitar and I suck, but I would think if I'm thinking back to like playing, like I would think using a pick would be way easier to play faster. Yeah, I don't know. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> um. So let's see. We talked about your style. Oh, this is what I wanted to ask you. So we talked about the mic stand, but so the hat. Are you gonna? Is the hat retiring though, or are you gonna keep the hat? I'm keeping the hat. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. That's mean, like your trademark. You can't get rid of yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's been a part of my life for, I mean, over 10 years for sure. Really? So, Has it been that long? Yeah. Wow. Every band except for Dragon Force, I've played with that hat also. Um, even Bad Wolf, <laughs> you know. Um, I think, you know, I'll, there's going to be points where I maybe put the hat down, but it's still always going to be around. So... Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm excited to see the new stuff that you've got. I'm sure. Is it the same yeah. person now? Because the person that designed the logo, is that the person that designs like the mic stand and all that stuff? Or is it someone different? That is the same person who did all of those things until spoon fed. Um, 
And then recently we started working with a couple other people on board. So I'm very excited to kind of show mm. off some new things and props and things that we've built and new artwork. So. This is so exciting. New music, new yeah. artwork. This is going to be really, I'm really be- become a huge fan of this band. Like, and you guys oh, don't have enough you. music. Like I'm like, cause I'm going through your Spotify and I'm going, wait, where's like the album? There's, this is just, there's an EP and singles. Like, I want more. So this is good that more <laughs> well, is coming good. out. I'm glad you want more. Yeah. It's, you know, when you're a DIY band, self-managed and self, you know, funded <laughs> and I'm paying for everything in the band. It's, it's very expensive and oh. uh, time consuming when, you know, so, so you've got, yeah. More music, yeah. So explain that part. Cause like, you're, you're doing, how much are you, this stuff are you doing yourself? Like you're doing a lot of this. Everything. Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't have a tour manager or a, a booking agent or whatever they call it or. Nope. <laughs> you can't find someone that wants to volunteer and help out like an intern or something or. I mean, so far. Yeah. I, there hasn't been anybody really helping. So <laughs> I think hopefully we're going to be in talks with somebody to start helping us pretty soon. Um, okay. can't really talk about that yet, but I mean, so otherwise, yeah, we're, uh, all right. Been doing, doing it ourselves all this time. So, <laughs> so yeah. Cause now, um, did you guys do the van, the vans tour or did you just like do a side stage or something? Tell me about that one. Yeah, that was really special. So, I mean, the Warp Tour is something I grew up going to and mm-hmm. something that I always saw, you know, Vigil of War one day doing. But when they announced this is the last year, you know, we're ever doing this, uh, which was the 24th year, I was so bummed. I'm like, no, I thought it would take us, you know, maybe a couple more years before we would be able to somehow get in there. But then... Um, the next year they announced that, Hey, we're not doing the full Vans warp tour, but we're doing the 25th anniversary in a few different cities. Hmm. So it's, um, we were very lucky to be a part of that. So we were, um, got to do the mountain view show and thanks to our girl Shira. Cause she, uh, Shira girl has her own stage on warped. Um, but this was, I mean, we were on the full sale stage. So, it was, yeah, it was badass. That's <laughs> really cool. Yeah. Like Kiki grew up going to the shoreline amphitheater. So that's where the stage we were playing and it was just like unreal. Just like a sea of people, you know, like definitely the biggest show that we'd ever done. And that's the last show that we did now because oh, then okay. right after that, um, our drummer kind of left the band. And so we started writing and then I got the audition for dragon force, went on tour with them Mm. and then COVID happened. Okay. Gotcha. It's just like, it's crazy to think that was two years ago now. And, uh, yeah, Yeah, that's crazy. (laughs) Well, another show I saw you do, there was video of this actually, uh, you played with LA guns. You brought Tracy guns and, uh, Johnny Martin from LA guns. They came up on stage. You got to like, to me, that's like probably cooler than the vans thing, but, uh, talk about that experience and, and playing with uh, Tracy Guns. Yeah, that was so badass. I mean, they both, I mean, everyone in LA Guns have been very supportive, you know? Um, and it was during our whiskey residency, you know, I just reached out because I've always learned it's better to ask and have someone say no instead of just not asking at all. Mm-hmm. So I just was like, Hey, would you guys ever want to play a song with us? You know? And they said, yeah. And I'm like, no way. Wow. 
So, I mean, it was such a cool experience. They're just both so, so sweet and, and talented and yeah, it was, it was so very fun. you guys were headlining and they, were they just in the audience and then they just popped up for a song? Um, this was, yeah, this was the Whiskey A Go Go residency that we were doing. Okay. Um, and I mean, we, we sound checked with them, so okay. it's not like they just, Oh, I'll just go up, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, so they knew they were going to be playing, but, um, yeah, it, that's kind of what happened. It was, do you see it? Is there, do you run into a lot of like, there's gotta be a lot of big name bands and movie stars and TV stars. I mean, cause you live in Burbank, right? So like, do you see people like all the time and or run into them and what's that like? <laughs> cause I live in Phoenix, so we don't, I don't see as many celebrities and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I guess you you get used to it. I grew up in LA, so you know, it, it's still it's always cool. I, I get more starstruck, you know, with the musicians than like I I wouldn't even know half the actors out there to be honest. Like, yeah, because didn't you just randomly run into Nita Strauss? Like, you just you just saw her like walking down the street. Yeah, <laughs> that's how we met. <laughs> that's so cool. And then yeah, it was badass. So it was just like wow, like, and we you know we the girl pool is very small, so like sure. you know we kind of all semi know each other. So she had seen me online before and was like, Hey, I'm just about to start this band and I need a bass player. I'm mm-hmm. like, no way. So yeah, that was really cool. I mean, those things don't happen every day, but um, yeah, it is special when you do. Yeah. That's really cool. <laughs> um, now you have your own sort of, is it, what would you call it? Is it a podcast or is it, you have a thing on Twitch where you interview other musicians and, and um, photographers and some other uh, interesting people, right? Yeah, it's been very cool. It's not something I probably would have ever done before had it not been because of COVID. Mm. And, you know, even just on my own, um, it was very heavily encouraged by, you know, Herman from Dragon Force. He does Twitch like Monday through Friday. Like he, mm. he was, he's been doing it for a few years, even before everyone started doing it, like in the last year or so. Um So he was like, you know, you should get on there and start streaming. And I'm like, I don't know. It's not my personality to stream and be like, hey, guys, you know, this is. Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to do my own thing on there. Like Twitch is a very video game based website where people stream their video games. And sometimes a lot of people have been playing music and stuff. And that's pretty cool. But I I was like, you know, I just want to I have a lot of cool friends and acquaintances that I'd love people to know about more about and, you know, interview them and see what they're up to. And yeah, it's been really cool. That's neat. So you got to play the warp tour. Um, I think you said the other one that was on your bucket list was playing with, uh, my chemical romance, (laughs) right? Oh yeah. That would be full circle for me. That would be pretty cool. Is there any, (laughs) do you have any sort of connection to somebody in the band or like a manager or somebody or I don't, but I'm hoping, you know, just as, as life plays out, but you know, the music industry is pretty small, so you never know, you know? Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to hope for that, or I'm not really a religious person, but, uh, (laughs) we can pray whatever, just hope, whatever we want to say for that. That, That'd be cool to see that happen. Um, what else, what else do you want? Is there anything else on your bucket list that any band you want to play with or a place you, a a venue you want to play? I think Red Rocks in, in yes. Denver would be fucking awesome. That looks Although so cool. You, oh, yeah. You can fucking <laughs> yeah. swear. Fucking, yeah, it looks. But, no, I went there. Uh, I didn't see a show, but I think we went and just like walked around. It's it's really cool over there. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever been to Sedona in Arizona? Because that's similar. It's like those Red uh, no. Rocks. 
I haven't. Uh, well, so you're you're playing that show in December. If you, I don't know how long you're here for, but Sedona is like a two hour drive north. It's a, it'd be a really fun road trip. Okay, that yeah, would if, be cool. If you can book an extra that's... night or something, yeah, check it. Google the pictures after we get off the the, the uh, call here. But I think you would really like to go visit if you like Red Rocks. Like you'd love Sedona. It's really beautiful, especially yeah. in December. Arizona is just amazing in the winter already. So probably like perfect. You know, not too hot still maybe no yeah or... <laughs> it's the best place to be in the winter for sure so awesome yeah so you well, hope to see you at the show then. oh yeah yeah I, well, I hope it happens uh so because joyous wolf and of limbo were supposed to do a show and then it just got canceled for whatever reason i think it's hard to sell tickets during this time because there's still a lot of people that are skeptical and then so yeah i don't i don't know hopefully that show happens that's what i'm really hoping for for sure yeah, I hope so. <laughs> it's been too long already. So yeah. Now, so do you know Joyce Wolf and Of Limbo? Are you familiar with those two bands? Mm-mm. No, because I, I feel like one of them were the one that told me of you guys. So what? Oh, cool. what, what bands um, are you seeing? Because you're kind of more in the scene than than I am. What is there some opening uh, bands that you've seen in the LA scene that are like about to blow up? You think? I mean. It's been a couple years now since we've really been able to see any shows, so I can't speak of anything as of lately. I always like to say my probably my three, my top three favorite like current bands that aren't super big but are starting to blow up are um, I have some friends in this band called Creeper in the UK. They I've heard are of that. Amazing. They yeah. are so good, very theatrical, and they they put their all into everything. So if you haven't heard of Creeper, I would definitely check them out. Another band is called Bad Flower. They yes. they're starting to really blow up now. Yeah, they are, they are kind of too big, I think. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm very happy for them. They're more of just like alternative rock. Um, the singer Josh, he always writes like super intense. A mate, like just hits you in the heart type yes. songs. And yeah, you know, I was inter- it's funny. I was interviewing the guy from uh, Goodbye June, and they're friends with the Bad Flower. And Josh from Bad Bad Flower like, crashed our interview, and I was like, "What? It's the guy <laughs> from Bad Flower? What the hell? It was awesome. awesome. Yeah. And what? So sorry. What was the third band? And then the third band is White Reaper. Um, they're oh, okay. just a badass. Uh, I don't know, rock and roll band. Um, I think it, they're. They're pretty young. Um, they're from Kentucky originally. Hmm. And how did you find them? I think on just Spotify. Okay. Like, you know, and but they're starting to kind of do stuff too. Like they have a one single on the radio, which is I'm like, oh man, because I've been there since randomly finding them. You know. Okay. Um, I'll have to check that it, out. They and I've seen them a couple times live, and they're so good. And I just think it's cool because nowadays everything is just so you know, on track and like on, you know, just so perfect. And like, they just go up there. Don't even say anything, just plug in their guitars and start playing. Like, it's so great. Like so, I, I, I love them. What, how would you describe the music then more punk or kind of just rock, maybe a little art alternative too, but very catchy, very catchy. I like catchy. Yeah. Rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I like about you guys. Very catchy stuff. I love your um your website. Like I said, all the merch, and you have some really cool merch for sale. Like I, I the handwritten lyric thing. Tell tell people mm-hmm. about that. I've never seen. I mean, I I don't know how many interviews I've I've done and how many bands I've websites I've been on. I've never seen handwritten lyrics for sale. That's really cool. This is not a Xerox copy. This is actually your handwritten lyrics. 
Yeah. Yeah. I just thought it was a super, you know, like a creative way to sell something special to somebody, you know, mm-hmm. because if I was, I'm, you know, I was just that same, like, and still am like fan of these bands growing up. And mm-hmm. if I could have gotten a handwritten lyric from, you know, a singer that I liked, then it would have been really cool. So I, I just kind of thought of it one day and um, it really, you know, it's not, it doesn't take, I, it's definitely every single one is real. Like, and I try to, you know, even make them different so that people know that. But. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. And so like, I'm going to be like the infomercial spokesman right now. Cause like how much would you expect to pay for handwritten lyrics from one of your favorite bands, like a hundred dollars, fifty dollars, isn't it? I was it. Am I right? Is it twenty dollars? I think it's twenty. Yeah, <sighs> that's such a good deal. <laughs> that's like a, I had. A, I don't know if, if you're familiar with the Edge of Paradise band, uh, Margarita Monet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she does these uh, paintings, and oh, I bought one. Yeah. I got. I got to like so post cool. about it. They're really cool. They're a hundred dollars. I was like. I feel like the materials cost more, like you need to charge more for that. So yeah. So I think people need to get these handwritten lyrics now while they're $20. Cause I feel like the (laughs) price is going to, you're going to start increasing that price over time. I'm going to get like carpal tunnel. Like, no, (laughs) (laughs) No. exactly. Well, very cool. So yeah, people go on the website, check for merch, uh, music and tour dates. And then is there a charity that you want to promote here at the end or give a shout out to? Yeah. So the American Cancer Society, I would love to, you know, promote. Um, It's very dear to me as, you know, I've had a lot of family and friends that have had cancer throughout Mm -hmm. the years of my life. So, you know, any chance to support those that are going through it would be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. Fuck cancer. That's terrible. Well, anything else you (laughs) want to promote here at the end or? Um. Come check out our bands, Vigil of War. Uh, we're playing in Santa Ana, which is in Orange County, California, uh, in December, December 17th. And then also in Phoenix on December 18th. I will be there. And yeah. uh, keep track of some Dragon Force uh, tour dates that should be announced semi-soon as well. Okay. Will there be uh, more Vigil of War tour dates as well? Eventually, yeah. Okay. But for now, it's just those two. Okay. All right, cool. Well, we'll look for that. Thanks so much for doing this interview. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. (laughs) I'll see you in uh, December. (laughs) All right. Awesome. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was a lot of fun. Thank you to Alicia Vigil, Vigil of War, also permanent bass player for Dragon Force. Very exciting things. New music, new shows. I will be seeing them here in Phoenix. It's going to be great. Uh, If you're still listening to this show, then you are likely a true fan of Alicia's or a dedicated listener, in which case I love you. So make sure to follow Alicia and her bands Vigil of War and Dragon Force on social media. And I'm telling you, check out the Vigil of War website and their merch. It's really cool stuff. It reminds me of like Iron Maiden or Megadeth or Misfits. Just some of the coolest logos and t-shirts. Really great stuff. And again, those handwritten lyric sheets. They're really neat. Uh, So support these bands because, uh, as you heard Alicia say, she's doing this all herself. And if we don't support these bands, then they go away and nobody wants that. So speaking of going away, uh, I'm still here. I'm grinding away with these interviews. So as I mentioned earlier, there's three ways to support me and my show. Either subscribe to the show, share it on social media, or write a review of the show on Apple Podcasts. I'd be eternally grateful to anyone who can help support me. Thank you all for listening. Have a great rest of your day. And remember to shoot for the moon.